Hey, you guys, it's Megan. This is the fifth episode of Orange Couch Therapy. Thank you so much for joining me, subscribing, and listening in. I really, really do appreciate it. Um, oh, yay. We can officially say that it's March. It is March 1st. Happy March 1st. We're out of January. We're out of February. I don't know about you, but those are just my least favorite months of this whole, of, of the whole, any, any year. I was going to say this year, but any year. But on a more positive note, I got to say January and February weren't at all that bad. They actually flew by for me. Um, so I can't say that it's been like the worst. I think by last year, uh, Kobe Bryant had passed already and we were, um, pretty much in the beginning stages of COVID. It was becoming more talked about. It was becoming more of a household name, if you will. So I got to say where I, I feel like things are shifting and moving in the right direction. Um, that's, that's just my two cents. And while we're, while we're, we're sort of on the subject, we're coming up on our one year since we have been basically in, you know, this new way of living since COVID entered the world. Um, how are y'all feeling about that? Any, any types of feelings that, you know, sometimes when people like, you know, when it's like the one year anniversary of something, especially something that was so impactful, um, you know, that one year anniversary can be kind of bittersweet. It can be, you know, I don't know, there could be some negative feelings that come from it, but I don't know. Mostly when I think of it, I'm like, holy cow, we have come such a long way. We have just like, um, we've adapted. We've totally adapted. We're kind of in this new way of living and now our, you know, the vaccines are out, which is fantastic and hopefully will provide, um, We'll help with the numbers, we'll help with the cases, and we'll help to bring peace of mind for a lot, a lot of people. Um, because this was a scary freaking thing, and it still continues to be because it's, you know, as we know, there's different variants now, blah, 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 blah. But I gotta say, you know, just like anything, like we've pulled through. We're 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 a little disheveled, I think, but <laughs> but um but we pulled through no matter, you know at the end of the day, we, we totally pulled through and I'm very, very proud of us as just people and human beings. Um, you know, us that survived it, we were, we're here and I think we're, we're looking up and, um, that's all we can do. So, so here we are. Um, anyway, so let's get right into it. This month, I really wanted to focus on how our physical, health impacts our mental health and how our mental health is can impact our physical health too. So I've got some really cool stuff planned. Um, one awesome, awesome discussion that I just had with a uh, um, holistic nutritional coach. Actually, I think the correct term is certified holistic nutritionist. Um, just had an awesome conversation last week, and I'll be downloading that whole conversation in the next uh, week or two. If Zoom will freaking cooperate, is anybody having issues with their recordings with Zoom? Um, I just recorded a whole hour um interview conversation and it was such an awesome conversation and I have yet to see my recording from Zoom. Uh, so that's something I have to try to figure out. Um, you know what? Worst comes to worst, we just have to redo it. Um, but anyway, so I wanted to focus on that. But so this week I really thought, you know, part of our physical well-being has a lot to do with how we're sleeping, 
How are you sleeping? Um, Sleep has never really been an issue for me. The only, I guess, if you want to call it an issue is I've always had a hard time falling asleep. So I'm usually sitting there for a salad, half salad, salad, half hour. No, it's more like an hour. And I'm sitting there thinking, 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 thinking. And, um, it just, it's, 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 it's kind of a hard, it's a hard thing. Um, but that's really it. But as soon as I'm asleep, I'm asleep. I am out for the night. I, I would consider myself kind of to be a light sleeper. So I'll hear sounds and stuff, um, that I'm not used to, of course. So, um, I'm not like a hard sleeper and then I get up just fine. But anyway, so how is your sleep? Do you have issues falling asleep? Are you having issues waking up during the middle of the uh, middle of the night? Um, do you suffer from insomnia? Do you suffer from sleeping too much? Um, like what is what's what's happening for you? So, I wanted to talk about that and see where you all were at. And obviously, you know, sleep is a huge thing. Like we know this by now. This is this is not new news. But it can really have an effect on our mental health and our well-being um, and how we're functioning. So if you're not getting the good sleep that you need, it's going to have an impact on your mental health. You will suffer from anxiety. You will suffer from depression. You'll suffer from you know other mental health issues, focus. You're going to... F- have issues with, um, you know, just how you're processing information and it's just going to be this vicious cycle and it will get worse if you don't do something about it. Um, really quick, I just wanted to give some like solid information about sleep and the sleep stages. So right now the sleep foundation, um, um, where you can find you can find all this information sleepfoundation.org but it talks about the four stages so the four stages of sleep and these stages kind of they they happen several times you're so you're going through a cycle several times throughout the night so the first stage is stage 1 which is NREM, which is N1, and that lasts for about one to five minutes. Then you go into stage two. It's another stage of NREM, so N2, and that lasts about 10 to 60 minutes. Stage three is another NREM, which stands for, actually, I wanted to be clear with that, um, non-REM sleep. Um, the third stage of non-REM sleep is um it can also be known as uh, slow wave sleep, SWS, delta sleep, deep sleep. That stage usually lasts about 20 to 40 minutes. And then finally, our most most um, popular stage that we always talk about is REM sleep. This lasts for about 10 to 60 minutes. And then the cycle continues and starts from the beginning and goes back you know, throughout the, the whole stages. So... Obviously, you know, we know we've heard rave reviews about REM sleep. We need the REM sleep. Um, That's where brain activity picks up. It's nearing levels um, seen when you're awake. At that same time, the body experiences Estonia, which is a temporary paralysis of the muscles with two exceptions. Um, The eyes and the muscle that control breathing. Even though the eyes are closed, uh, they can be seen moving quickly. So if you see somebody, I don't know if you've ever seen somebody sleeping and you see that they're dreaming and their eyes are moving like crazy. Um, this is this is kind of how the, the stage gets its name, the REM sleep, rapid eye movement. 
So as we know, the REM sleep is, is at this time believed to be essential to cognitive functioning. So like memory, learning, and creativity. REM sleep is known also for the most vivid dreams, which is explained by the significant uptick in brain activity. So this is when dreams can occur in any sleep stage, but they are less common and intense in the NREM period. So that REM sleep is when you're going to get those really, really vivid, vivid dreams. So this is why sleep matters. This is why we want you to get into that final stage four of, of sleep and making sure that you get, you know, get a lot of that. So whether you're struggling with a um, mental health issue, like if you are struggling with anxiety, depression, or you've got, um, you're struggling with bipolar disorder, and those things are really affecting you, or any other mental health issue, I will always, I will always suggest a sleep hygiene schedule. Like sleep hygiene is going to be huge, no matter what the issue is. You do need some kind of sleep, you know, nighttime routine. Um, a couple of things that we start off with is asking, okay, what is your, what's, what's your caffeine intake? Obviously that's going to affect how you're sleeping. Um, alcohol consumption. Are you drinking during the, you know, like right before bed, that's totally going to, um, cause issues and, uh, not give you the best sleep at night. Some people would, I've, I've definitely heard some people, uh, do not concur with that whatsoever. <laughs> Some people feel like it helps them sleep and just relax them a little bit more. So, but actually, that alcohol is actually really intruding and um, is wreaking havoc on your sleep. So, how much alcohol are you consuming right before bed? Um, are we watching TV? Are we on our phones? Of course we are, aren't we all? Um, or how much are we binging on Netflix or whatever other streaming service you have? So. Setting up your sleep hygiene, right? So we've heard of, you know, like our regular hygiene at night. You're you're going through a whole routine. You get your pajamas on. Then you go brush your teeth. You brush your hair. You put your, you wash your face. You put your lotion on. There's a routine. Um, and that's what we're looking for with sleep as well. So we're shutting down TV. We're shutting down phones at a certain, um, right before bed, like, um, I would even say a good solid hour before just to really start to get your body to, um, relax and, um, you know, start to come down from the whole day and really, really decompress without those interruptions. Um, some people choose to read. Um, I've even checked into, if you haven't heard about it already, there is a thing called ASMR, which stands for autonomic, uh, I'm sorry, autonomous sensory meridian response. And these things, these videos, these people make these videos and they are basically, um, um, like, triggers like sensory triggers. So it could be sounds, certain sounds. Sometimes it's somebody just whispering and it's the sound of their voice and they're talking like this with sort of a monotone voice. And, um, so it triggers these, um, these sensory meridian responses. And I swear by them. I love them so much. I've found a few people on, 
um, YouTube. Um, I found this one chick on TikTok. She, there is just something about her and just the tone of her voice, the way she says certain words or whatever. It's, it is so relaxing and I automatically feel like my whole body just completely, completely relaxing. Now I know that kind of, um, goes against our, you know, don't be on your phone and stuff like that, but you can turn off your blue light. And a lot of, a lot of times with these ASMR videos, you can, you don't have to vision, you know, watch something. You don't have to use your eyes so you can just listen. Um, I am a huge, uh, I believe so much in hypnosis. Hypnosis is one of my most favorite things to use in my office with my clients who, um, are struggling with, with, almost anything really I've used, um, I've used that intervention and it could be so awesome for sleep. So you can do a hypnosis recording, a hypnosis tape, listen to it for sleep time. And, um, it's just, it could be really, really soothing. So, so maybe that's the word we go with it. Find something soothing at night, nothing that's going to keep your brain going. Our whole goal is that we're trying to shut it down. Like, you know how, you know, back in the day, we would have to actually turn off our PCs at night. <laughs> um, I always keep mine on now. Um, but we do, we, we have to shut the machines down. We have been working all day. We have been, I mean, our brains are constantly on, but, um, you know, we have to shut down from the day and really, really decompress so that we can really get that good night's sleep. Okay. So back to sleep hygiene. So consistency is key. It's a schedule. Come up with a schedule. If it if that incorporates or needs to incorporate a bath or a shower, sometimes people just, I know that people love doing that. I think it's a great self-care thing um, too. So you can do that. Calming music. We're just calm, just calm. Reading is going to be fantastic. Of course, um, that makes me so sleepy. Reading, I get through like a page and a half and my eyes are just, they get super sleepy right away. And I don't know if it's just because it's a, I'm used to reading a bunch of books for school. So it gets really tiring and that's just my go. Now, now that's just my response. I get really tired very easily from reading. Um, so consistency is key. And as soon as you can start to get that, that routine down, you're going to start to feel way more relaxed and off for lack of a better term, but off finally, so that you can fall asleep faster. You can sleep through the night, um, more efficiently and not get up or, you know, and you're getting, you're getting through those cycles that the sleep cycles, um, more often during the night. So, and also too, that magic number, I don't know if, um, if you have that magic number of, um, hours of sleep, I'm, like I said, I, I think my magic number is about six and a half, six, oh, six and a half is kind of pushing it, but I would say six hours, 45 minutes to seven hours is probably my golden number. Um, so figuring that out, figuring that out for yourself and, you know, recording those things so that you can find your perfect amount of time of, of sleep, um, so that it benefits you. And if you really want to keep track of, your progress uh, with sleep and as you implement a sleep like nighttime routine, I I really suggest starting a journal, like a sleep journal. So starting off with, okay, this is how it's going for me now. These are the issues. Um, these are the things that I'm going to start to implement and start to build into my new routine. And then you know, writing down, okay, this is how I felt after implementing these new 
this new routine. And then going from there and adding things, taking away things that might not work. Um, So you really have an understanding of your progress and the things that might need to change, the things that worked, that didn't work, stuff like that. Be really on purpose with this um, because if we're not getting sleep, I mean, as we know, as we discussed already, it's really going to impact you. It's only going to exacerbate the symptoms that you already feel with anxiety, with the depression, with with whatever it is that you are um, that you're struggling with, or you might have, or anything like that. And just in general, if you're struggling with sleep, it's it, that's never a good thing. So um, get on it. You have the power to do so. Um, so I would think you know these are some really great starting points. Start with that that routine. Start you know if you need to start small, start with a couple of things at night and go from there and build from there. Um, but super, super important. See how you feel the next day. Well, with all the sleep talk, I'm going to end it here. I'm getting sleepy myself, just talking about all the sleep. Um, I hope you guys have such a wonderful week. We'll be here next week for our sixth installment of Orange Couch Therapy. This is Megan, and I'll talk to you later.